0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 7 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: Hi and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha Welcome. Hey, welcome. (laughs) Happy Monday, but Friday for us. So the weekend begins. Fun Friday. Or it just ends for all of you lovely folks that listen on Mondays. So what's up, Buttercup?
2: Oh, my God. So many things, right? Fun Friday. Volunteered at the kids'
1: school. (laughs) That was...
2: You know, it's like you go through. not fun. No, it was totally is fun. They're doing like these like mystery boxes. So like you had to like sign up for something like I signed up for the easiest one, which was mini marshmallows, which supposed to be ghost poop. Oh, okay. Sa- some dumb mom signed up for peeled grapes to be like eyeballs. Oh, hell so, like, hell lo- no. Hell no. Am <laughs> no. <my> I peeling grapes? <laughs> it's just funny because it's like so much work. And then the kids are done with it in 10 minutes. Such a little reward. I know.
1: Isn't that, isn't that life? (laughs) (laughs) Holy fucking shit, dude. I just um, had a birthday party for Colton yesterday, right? And I did Mm -hmm. the whole balloon arch and I worked my ass off like all day. My friend Liz and I just went to town and you know, she's like, you know, these kids don't appreciate anything. Like you could literally throw them in the backyard and be like, Oh no, here's, you know, a Costco cake and let's go. Like, yeah. So she kept saying like all the parents come in just to see the decorations. I know you're dropping off, but just come and see the decorations.
2: Oh, I love Liz. Yes. Thank you. We need a lot of validation (laughs) for all of our creative efforts. (laughs) Yeah. Tab and I throw a good party yeah okay well also i got a little beef with you about the party cute overalls by the way what the shit? are you oh thank you so much um are you training him to be a mini you and make his birthday a month-long affair because it seems to me the child was born on September 20th and you had a family party. Then I recall I your husband flying him and his friends out to the Dodger game or something on his actual birthday. And now he had a party party.
1: Okay. So and
2: we're in mid-October.
1: <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I was gone on his birthday. So that feels very much like you know, I have never done that. It's also a 10th birthday, which is, I feel like is a big one, double digits. He's a decade, Mm -hmm. you know, and I wasn't there. So, and he got the shaft last year. I always throw these big birthday parties and he's kind of is one of those in this weird time for whatever reason, September 22nd is his birthday, but, um, it just feels like, lots of stuff's going on. So anyways, yes, he had an overabundance of parties. It is in October because my mother-in-law's birthday falls in between and so she cuz she gave me shit too. She's like, "Why is why are you having a party this late?" And I said, "Because your birthday took precedence over Colton's. <laughs> Or the birthday party? Oh, but she loved that. <laughs>
2: oh my God, what a PR move! Somebody's uh, trying to get inheritance. No. Shit, <laughs> mother-in-law's birthday. I'm just kidding, but you know, mother-in-law's birthday over your own child. Well, it on just their tenth. You know what but I did for my kids' birthday? What? Took them to Disney World. Yeah, yeah, I know. Put them on an airplane on their birthday and um came home and had cake and you guys it wasn't even here's a secret it wasn't even real cake what do you I mean bought, it wasn't real um, well i bought muffins from costco and i Smushed put them? icing on them <laughs> 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 yeah. i decorated them real cute
1: no mm-hmm. one knows yeah no one knows they got like one present um hey guess what i did today um my girlfriend called me and she's like, I know you know how to put the Lashify on and I can't figure this shit out t- for the life of me. Okay. So I went okay. over and I like helped her put them on, but she found these other ones. Her like friend down in a different part of Texas um, has these other wispy ones, but I was the Lashify um, What is it? Teacher? Expert? Yes. Oh. So Mm -hmm. you were the Lashify teacher before, and now. For you. I I know. I
2: don't. Listen, I have a Lashify story. Lashify, if you don't know, are these um, the fake eyelashes that Tab and I wear religiously because we ain't got time to get eyelash extensions Mm -hmm. and we're cheap. Okay. Mm -hmm. My friend Meredith, who I have. I come come to learn does not listen to the podcast or me because she said one thing that I said it defines that you don't listen to either one. <laughs> she said, "You guess what, Gretchen? Been doing I can't do eyelash extensions anymore, but there's this thing called Lashify." <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh-huh. I know using it for you. Talk, we've talked about it, and she was like, "No, I don't think so. You're an extension girl." I'm like, "No." Oh, no. No. Nope. Not, nope. not not at all. Haven't been for years.
1: Um also, if you haven't gone to fivecrimes.com to get your beauty secrets other than that, please do. That's our new line. Um I promise I got the shipping fixed. We are up and running with that. And then there Woo-hoo! are two products that are on pre-order only, but there are three that you can or no. Yeah. Three you can order now. And I promise you, hopefully some of you have gotten your orders already and you can give some shout outs on Instagram so people can know if you love it or not. But I know for sure you are. So I know you do. To Five Crimes, F-I-V-E crimes.com uh, for your lovely, lovely, you know. Okay. So listen, the sugar scrub in the shower, It's it's like so delicious. You guys, it's the best, it's the best shower scrub I've ever used in my entire life. And I'm not kidding you. So that's one I recommend for this week. What are you doing with your overall? Yeah, girl? I'm
2: out. I'm out. I I'm just, I'm trying to like, you know, after my apron debacle where I was wearing an apron on YouTube, I, um, <laughs> I want to make sure you can see that I have a, uh, working outfit. Okay. So I have them kind of slouched because it covers up my midsection, but now I'm pulling them up so the YouTubers can see that I'm...
1: <laughs> and if you don't follow
2: us on YouTube, please do. I wore... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just so you could see my overalls. I yeah, wore I like overalls it. today because I wanted to fit in with the moms that volunteer at school. You know, they're always wearing like
1: a jumper. Oh, no, I'm wearing a jumper today, actually. uh uh-huh. can tell but Mm -hmm. it's a one. It's a onesie. Yeah.
2: You throw multiple birthday parties. Clearly a better parent than me.
1: No, I'm going to tell you guys on Patreon this week because it's very embarrassing. I only tell the most embarrassing things on Patreon. So if you have not subscribed, this is the week to subscribe to Patreon or bonus. Okay.
2: Housewives of True Crime listeners, y'all know I love finding ways to impress my kids with knowledge. And speaking Spanish always does the trick and living in Southern California, it's so useful. Now let me tell you, believe it or not, it's actually been a minute since I was in high school. And so enter Rosetta Stone with its convenient audio options. It's all just coming back to me. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's an amazing value. You get a lifetime membership that has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited of time. Housewives of True Crime listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit Attention housewives of true crime listeners, are you ready to bring a touch of mystery and allure to your home? Enter Home Threads, where true crime meets luxurious living. Imagine your space with furniture that captures the essence of your favorite crime drama. From exclusive designer collections to cozy essential, Home Threads has everything you need to create a home that's as intriguing as the stories you love. And always the best value if you're like me when you're watching the latest episode of true detective with jodie foster you are all cozy in your boho chic living room courtesy of all the reclaimed wood and earth tone accessories from home threads tab has a real edgy bitch glam vibe going on with dark drama contrasted with modern gold accents like the cool mirror she found at home threads whatever you're feeling they've got such a huge selection you're covered. Home Threads is offering our listeners a great deal. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash clink and get 15% off your order. HomeThreads.com slash clink. 15% off your order at Home Threads. Love where you live. Hello listeners, are you ready to spring into making healthy choices, like actually going to the gym, not just putting on the gym shoes? Well, I am, and I have also been making the healthy choice to cut back on alcoholic beverages during the week. Recess mocktails make it so easy to do. These zero-proof craft mocktails are the replacement that allows you to enjoy the ritual of pouring yourself a fabulous drink at only 25 calories or less. Have that friend that alcohol tends to make a little extra chatty? Offer them a recess mocktail at your next get-together. Be a crowd pleaser. Everyone enjoys a recess lime margarita. It's the perfect guilt-free drink in between drinks. Our listeners can enjoy 15% off at takearecess.com slash clink. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails Without the consequences. That's takearecess.com slash clink. Oh, I can't wait.
1: Okay, are you ready? Let's get on.
2: Okay, Tab, today's case is one that has been brought up by multiple listeners since it took place in 2020 and has been unfolding in the news ever since. And as recent as last week, there was another update. So I decided to do the case of Suzanne Morphew. I like to give listeners who post and suggest cases shout outs. And I know there's more than these two Disco Biscuits. But thanks, Linda Patterson and Chrissy Rooney for bringing this case to my attention. They Posted about it in the group and stuff. Mm hmm. Okay, so Suzanne and Barry Morphew met in high school and both attended Purdue University before they mm-hmm. married in 1994. They had two beautiful daughters and a very comfortable life thanks to Barry's landscaping business.
1: Who knew landscaping was so lucrative? But I uh, am assuming I do. A- I know how much landscaping is around here. Oh yeah, Texas I is got shit. Real yeah, expensive. I don't. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh
2: yeah it's yeah okay cuz because i'm basing this on they bought a 3500 square foot 1.6 million dollar home in Maysville, Colorado in 2018. Okay. That's some it's landscaping.
1: Nice yeah.
2: Yeah, you got to have a steady income to pay that mortgage, right? Okay? Mm-hmm. So they had moved from Indiana to be closer to their eldest daughter, who was in college. I can't imagine my daughters are going to be like that. I mean, God willing, one of them goes to college Mm or both. They're not going to be like move closer. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, Barry and Suzanne's youngest daughter was still in high school and living with them at home. So here's the thing about this family. Uh, They are exceptionally good looking people. Like Barry is chiseled and buff, and Suzanne, at forty nine, has got it going on. Mm -hmm. She survived two battles of non Hodgkin's lymphoma like a champ. Wow, that's
1: amazing! It is, yes.
2: And so I think kind of her being proactive about her wellness contributed to her having like a slightly granola but also stylish, warm vibe. Okay. Okay.
1: I okay. feel she's like that's pu- like she's you. She's beautiful. Oh, thank
2: you. That's really nice. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and then there's the daughters. I mean, they're both just like showstoppers, like uh, gorgeous. Okay. So mm-hmm. the family as a whole from a completely superficial outside glimpse, looks aspirational and they take really good pictures on social media okay don't
1: they all I mean that's like <laughs> oh my god I
2: don't <laughs> that's why I do not post much okay
1: you're not very good so that. no
2: I'm not yeah in there oh by the way you guys we did this photo shoot for a crime scene and leave it to this girl to get eyelash glue stuck in her eye I oh mean it was like a, such a disaster <laughs> it's like the most painful day for me ever anywho That's never happened before in all my years of Lashify. Feel free to sponsor us, Lashify, if you you want to. Seriously,
1: they should. Yeah,
2: they should. Okay. In their social media profiles, they're all smiles. They're all together all the time. So some might think it was a little unusual that on Mother's Day 2020, the daughters were away on a camping trip and Barry left the family home at 4.30 a.m., to travel to an out-of-town job leaving Suzanne with no plans on the day that, you know, most mamas are, like, doing brunch and shit. But, you know, as far as that goes, I, I mean, maybe a day to herself is what she wanted. You know, men get to go play golf or whatever on Father's Day, and we always have to get dressed up and entertain, which I think is kind of balls. So, you know, I can be okay with Suzanne having a day alone, if that was, like, the only Strange thing about that day.
1: You know, my girlfriend, what she wants on Mother's Day is to, I think it's Mother's Day or maybe it's her birthday. I can't remember. But one of those days that it's for her, she just wants a hotel room and a fancy hotel by herself and, like, get a massage and watch whatever she wants to watch in bed and not have anybody to deal with. So maybe Suzanne wanted that.
2: Yeah, yeah. To not have any, yeah, I, I wouldn't. No, I don't a need much. a fancy hotel. I mean, I'll stay at the Super 8 if I get to eat whatever <laughs> I want, watch whatever I want in bed <laughs> and not get judged. Yeah. yeah, sure. Right. Okay. According to Barry, the night before he bounced early that AM, he shared a great evening with Suzanne, who he always called his angel. He said they made steaks and love, and she was still asleep when he left in the morning. He texted her, happy Mother's Day, I love you, around 8.30 a.m. that morning. And the girls texted to her, happy Mother's Day as well. But Suzanne didn't respond. And then Barry texted her again at 3.30 p.m. and still no response. And so they reached out to a neighbor who informed Barry it did not appear Suzanne was at the house, but her Range Rover was still in the garage. Barry's response to that was, well, what about our mountain bike? The neighbor informed him that that was missing. And so by now everyone is growing really concerned and Suzanne was reported missing to the police.
1: So does Suzanne regularly, home. does she regularly mountain bike?
2: It was a new thing for her. Okay. But yeah, she's into it. Okay, Barry returned home that evening from Broomsfield, Colorado and met with authorities at 8.46 p.m. that night. By the time Barry got there, they had found Suzanne's bike in a ravine about a mile from the house. It seems like there was pretty immediate speculation that Barry was involved in Suzanne's disappearance. Probably multiple factors contributed to that. One being his initial reaction to investigators was he thought maybe a mountain lion killed her. And they sort of thought like that's kind of a jump, Barry. There's no evidence of a struggle where we found the bike. And you know, it hasn't even been 24 hours. So she's missing, not necessarily dead. Right? Mm -hmm. Also, something about the whole She went for a mountain bike ride. That day story wasn't completely adding up because her sunglasses and hydration backpack were on the seat of her car. The only thing of Suzanne's that was missing was her cell phone. Even her wallet was still there. And lastly, the factor that I think probably contributed to the snap judgment about Barry's involvement was that it seemed odd that he dipped out on his wife on Mother's Day. And Mm -hmm. when asked about the state of his marriage, he said everything was great. But the truth is it wasn't so great. And Mm -hmm. since a close friend of Suzanne's has come forward and provided text exchanges between the two and some insight into what the marriage was like from Suzanne's point of view, which has been corroborated by Suzanne's sister, who was saying there was abuse. And the marriage was on thin ice. And then there's Barry saying it was all
1: good. You know, it's not like he still called his his wife Angel. I mean, I do have friends that are kind of like that a little bit, but I think those are few, like very few and far between, right? Like very few and far between. Yeah. Does Jeremiah call you sugar baby lover, but (laughs) no, (laughs) no, (laughs) no, no,
0: he
2: doesn't, he doesn't, but he does call. Listen, you know what is odd to me? He he doesn't call me unless he's like doing one of those dumb like hikes or something where he doesn't have reception. He Mm -hmm. calls me at nauseum.
1: Like all the time calls you?
2: Yeah. Like all the time. And it's always like, he assumes I have nothing to do. And I'm like, I'm busy. Don't yeah. you have something to do? <laughs> no, he's You're driving as he drives far You're for work. You're supposed to be doing more stuff than me, right? Yeah, not That's anymore. I get st- We're very busy. Yeah, not, not, <laughs> not anymore. Okay. <laughs> Don't get me started. Okay. So anyways, I mean, what I'm saying is it's not hard to imagine that why the speculation about Barry, Barry's involvement grew because I mean, like why hide that the marriage had problems, you know, I mean, like it's going to come out the problems in Barry and Suzanne's marriage were, uh, extra, but I mean, most problem, most marriages have problems, right? I think it's much more believable to say like, you know, it's going okay. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's not great, but it's not bad.
2: (laughs) It's not bad. Yeah. You don't have to be like, oh, the love of my life. We're so deeply in love after 27 years. Like, yeah, right. Okay. So in the first few weeks, the public didn't know much besides she went missing after her bike ride. Her bike was found. Her helmet was found less than a mile from where her bike was found. Police searched Barry's truck two days after she was reported missing and did not find any blood evidence. So, with his daughters both supporting him and him granting interviews and offering a $200,000 reward, like tearfully, for information leading to Suzanne being found, I think public perception had not completely found Barry involved initially. Just maybe suspicious.
1: Yeah. I remember when this case came out, I was suspicious also because I was like, he left his wife on mother's day, but I actually think, I think maybe Sean would too, at least yeah. me. Yeah. Not his own mom, but me. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Same. Okay. But um, that changed that perception. I think after police conducted an additional search of the house in July. Even though he wasn't arrested after the search, people be like, well, they are not searching for nothing. You know, they must know something. Then there was a story that came out, a man named Jeff Puckett, who had already spoken to investigators and then decided to give an interview with the Daily Mail early on, where he said he was an employee of Barry's and He stayed in the hotel room in Broomsfield, Colorado, after Barry left on Sunday. And he said it smelled really bad of chlorine. He also said that he thought Barry was acting suspicious and he thought the hotel room could be an alibi for him. The thing about Jeff's statement, which really got people riled up, like, what were you doing for hours in a hotel room making it smell like bleach, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Was that the hotel manager later came out and said, well, actually that room always reeks of chlorine because it's above the pool. Mm. So, I mean, you can take Jeff's take on it, however you like, but sadly you can't ask him about it anymore because he recently died of a meth overdose.
1: Meth? Meth.
2: Oh. and
1: Oh yeah. man, I was going to say, I don't really know if it's like in your best interest to like, when you really don't know, you're like, Oh, I'm going to go tell on my boss. I don't know. Like, feels like he'd get fired right away. Well, I, yeah. Maybe
2: the email was paying him and he had a meth problem. So he took the money. Oh, I don't know. True. Allegedly. Right. Who knows? Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jeff probably wasn't getting a lot of business thrown his way at this, at this point. Or I mean, Barry, Jeff's working for some other landscaper. Okay. Okay. Also, it's worth noting that the employee, Jeff, and another employee stated that the original plan was not to work on Sunday. The job was scheduled for the next day, which makes
1: sense to me, right? Monday. Yeah, Monday. So why would he be there?
2: Yeah, I think that's why he's saying like he thinks the room could have been an alibi. Looking back, both employees now think it was weird. They got called in on a Sunday.
1: Yeah, I agree. So
2: police really start looking into Barry's alibi. Turns out using what they call vehicle forensics. Mm -hmm. They could tap into Barry's truck's data and piece together if what he was saying and what his vehicle said matched up. Mm -hmm. They also factored in Barry's cell phone evidence and they found a couple of contradictions like Barry said he went to bed at eight, but his car data says at nine 30, he backed up 96 feet closer to the house also says he left the next day at 4.30 in the morning for Broomsfield. But the data from the car says he was driving at 3.30 in the morning and opening and closing the doors a lot leading up to that. So like even before 3.30, he's opening and closing the doors. Mm -hmm. The data does place Barry traveling the opposite direction of Broomsfield near where Suzanne's helmet was found, which Barry says was because he just got sidetracked because there was an elk hanging out there. And so he was just checking it out.
1: Come on. And I it's three just, in the I morning. Mean, I've done shit like that. Yeah, not yeah, at three in the morning. I mean, you can't even I, see anything. It's dark. That's when they're walking around, Tap. I'm not
2: saying it's not very coincidental. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. my husband would ditch my ass and my husband would go laugh for an elk any time of day. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Listen, I go the wrong way all the time. So, oh my God, all the
1: time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the
2: thing about the car data that they used is they say it's totally reliable based on whatever data they can get. but there are big gaps in it as in like six unaccounted hours that they don't have access to why his cell because the car data I guess it is just like like whatever is there is accurate but it the car doesn't retain all the data all the time
1: Mm -hmm. okay okay
2: so um his cell phone does not help with those gaps because he turned it on airplane mode at 4.30 in the
1: morning. Why? Why would you do that? I don't know.
2: He turned it back off airplane mode at 5.30. And so we can verify he was driving three hours towards Broomsfield until he arrived at the Holiday Inn carrying two white trash bags at 8.15 a.m. He exits the hotel at 10.06 a.m. and he's wearing a different shirt. But he's got the two white trash bags with him. Over the next hour, Broomsfield surveillance cameras show him discarding trash at three separate locations.
1: Come called, on.
2: A men's warehouse and a bus this stop. This is
1: this is not normal behavior. This is the same thing as that, like um, what was her name? Jennifer Dublow. Dublo- yeah. Doulos. Dub- Dub- Dublos or something. Dublos. yeah. Dulos, yeah. Okay. So he goes back to his, it's the same. Like you throw, how many times have you thrown stuff out at like five different trash cans?
2: Okay. Well, I do. I don't like to carry around trash with me. So I do be dumping.
1: I dump also, but would you throw your trash out in three different places or I would just throw it all out at McDonald's? No, no. Yeah. No. Now, Or or I would try to find like the back of like, no, but I would
2: whatever. I would throw out at every stop I already had like was already on the agenda.
1: Yes, but like, he already has a trash bag, just throw it all. Right. Out like maybe, you know, sometimes you stop fast
2: food and sus. then you go across the street to the gas station. Like I might throw out some trash there, some trash. We're very wasteful I don't family know. on road trips.
1: No, I'm not buying it. Okay. I'm not buying it.
2: Okay. So he goes back to his hotel room and then leaves. Twenty minutes later after the trash stops okay Mm -hmm. he goes back out wearing a white shirt this time and then he goes to the job site for around 30 minutes then he goes back to his hotel room again and does not leave for five hours after he receives a phone call from the neighbor that Suzanne's bike is missing he tells them go ahead and call the police 25 minutes later, he leaves the hotel room. He is seen walking back into the hotel lobby with a white trash bag and two shovels. He takes the trash out behind the hotel this time. Okay. I mean, the shovels are suspicious, but I mean, it's like he's in the landscaping business. So then it's like you need shovels. Yeah. Okay. He gets more tools from his truck and leaves them at the front of the hotel. He heads to the house. That's when he meets with the police and confirms the bike that they found is Suzanne's. Along with him telling them that the whole the whole mountain lion thing, he tells them she could have been taken by a man she was buying drugs from off the street. He said, don't tell my daughters but when they're gone, she abuses drugs and alcohol. Police later found Suzanne's so-called drug dealer, this guy he was referring to, Tim, drug dealer from the street. He sold Suzanne THC gummies at the farmer's market. Like completely on the up and up. No, I'm not kidding you. (laughs) And remember, she had gone through, you know, intense treatment for the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Like, I mean, so I'm sure the gummies were like warranted.
1: Okay. Oh my God. Okay. It's It's like, it's a stretch, Barry. Okay.
2: So anyways, over the next few days, police interview Suzanne's daughters and friends Interestingly, one daughter says her parents argued a lot and the other one said they were great.
1: Mm. The one that said they were great. Well, yeah, it's kind of hard, right? Because I think it's hard. My kids would be like, they'd be like, oh my God, they fight all the time. And it's like, oh, because we fought like once in the last month or, you know, yeah, it, it just, it's like, how sensitive are you of a child? Real? Sensitive or not? Yeah. 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 True. Yeah.
2: Okay. So the daughter's boyfriend says things were not cool with Susanna Barry. A close friend of Suzanne's tells police they were having a lot of intense marital problems and that Suzanne had told her she wanted to get a spy pen so she could record Barry. Mm-hmm. But she was afraid if she bought it, he would find out. So her friend bought one for her. So police began looking in the house, and they found the spy pen in the closet. They did. So the spy pen thing—I think we need that. Okay. No, I, it's I a want a voice. Spy pen. Act-
1: <laughs> yeah. it's a voice-activated recorder. Okay. Oh, so whenever you're talking, it starts recording.
0: Ah. Yes.
1: Okay. So it's like some of my Halloween decorations, but they don't record. Yeah. They just do a music okay
2: so on the spy pen they find out barry liked to listen to episodes of forensic files
1: in the truck we're we're in we're in big trouble listen right okay
2: then they hear an argument between barry and suzanne about money and she tells them she's sick of being controlled by him and then they hear Suzanne having an intimate conversation with her lover, her Sancho, her side boo, okay? Mm-hmm. That no one knew about. She not forgot to friend, turn the
1: pen off. <laughs>
2: not her sister, nobody. Okay. Okay. She was really good at hiding it because it ended up taking police a couple months to figure out who this dude was. His name was Jeff. And two years prior, Suzanne had messaged him on, on the
1: Facebook,
2: Howdy Stranger. And they talked almost every day
1: since. Oh my gosh. Was it like a old high school flame or something? Yes. Uh, yeah. And remember she went to high school with Barry too. So it's like it goes back like that. Ooh, yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. So Suzanne and Jeff had, you know, yeah, gone to high school together. Jeff married and had six kids. This is dangerous. Okay. <laughs> not so good. Barry, yeah. Right. So Barry claims not having any knowledge of the affair. Okay. Jeff and Suzanne had been communicating on WhatsApp and LinkedIn. And when Suzanne went missing, he deleted his social media profiles that they had been communicating through. He says he didn't come forward because he didn't want him and Suzanne to get caught. I appreciate the honesty, I suppose, but his alibi was cleared. He was in another state the day she disappeared. And when they did, you know, question him, he fully cooperated with the police about the nature of their affair and how many times they had met up. As for Barry, well, he had not been so forthcoming in the extramarital affair department. He, you know, he said Suzanne was it for him, his angel, but they found his Ashley Madison account, right? Mm. So obviously he at least thought Boyd about the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Listen, if my so, husband has an Ashley Madison account, we're going to have like dead. an Ashley Madison dead. moment of like... Yeah. Dead. I'm going to turn into dead. somebody crazy named Ashley. That's right. Gone Madison. Oh my God. If
2: he <laughs> did, we would like, we would stage, he was going to meet up with them. Oh, and, 100%. And we're not going to say what yes. else we would yes. do yes. because we don't want to get caught because we're smart. Okay. Right. <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> okay. Please also... Found the cap of a tranquilizer dart in the laundry with the daughter's sheets. What the? Barry eff, had an explanation dude. for this. Okay, listen, he has an explanation tab, which let me just say he may or may not have killed Suzanne. I will, we all know that this is where that it's going at that point, right? Uh-huh. But regardless, he is 100% a douche canoe for this. He admits to police that they will find. A lot of tranquilizer darts around his property because he likes to shoot deer and while they are sedated, cut off their antlers and sell them. Which is not just bad karma. That's totally illegal. Okay.
1: I just, it's I really hate, mean. He is a like, who fucking does that? That it's so bad. Okay. So police
2: found a stack of these said antlers in his garage. Okay. So the investigation is ongoing. And upon closer inspection of Barry's cell phone information, they realize he's deleted some messages from Suzanne. Mm, Why? Messages that said stuff like, I'm done. I've been done for years. We just need to figure out how to deal with this civilly They also get messages Suzanne had sent to her friend that said he won't even think about divorce. I don't feel safe alone with him. You know, like, not good. So they are trying to piece together what went down at the house the day before Mother's Day because Barry's steak dinner and sex story is not driving. Okay,
1: Come on. I I feel like Every guy that kills his wife has some sappy ass story where you're like, dude, that, that didn't happen.
2: They're all such narcissists that they all say like, oh, she was, they all turn it around and like take it extra and say like, oh, she was obsessed with me.
1: Oh yeah. We made some something. Love. We made some Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm, okay.
2: Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So what the police were able to deduce was on May 9th. Suzanne had been messaging Jeff, the lover, all morning, and they were about to hop on WhatsApp and get naked virtually. It's all, you know, like in the messages. Mm -hmm. At 2.11, she sends him a picture of herself in a towel. At 2.26, Barry texts her. He is on his way home. At 2.39, Jeff replies to Suzanne but she doesn't respond. At 2.43, Barry's phone shows he was home. Jeff messages Suzanne two more times, but she doesn't respond. Barry turns his phone on airplane mode for the next seven hours. But I guess on airplane mode, it still records GPS movement. Mm -hmm. And Barry was moving in and out all over the house.
0: Yeah.
1: Police question about this. He caught her having this like sexting party. And lots of shit. Yeah. Okay. 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 Okay.
2: Okay, So they asked him about this unusual, you know, movement pattern. Allegedly, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Okay. And he said he was just shooting chipmunks. That's not alleged. That's what he fucking said. Okay. It's in the report. They Are chipmunks found out at no. Night? Okay. Well, police found no evidence of whatever kind of shots you fire at chipmunks having been fired on the property. Mm-hmm. So this led them to the theory that eventually led to Barry's arrest a year after Suzanne disappeared that what was really going on was Barry had not been hunting chipmunks, but been hunting Suzanne. Investigators theory was that he used the tranquilizer gun on her and then he killed her somehow and disposed of the body while the phone was on airplane mode.
1: Yeah, of course.
2: So Barry's arrested and charged for Suzanne's murder, even without a body. Things are not looking good for Barry, and he hadn't helped his case based on some of his other actions leading to his arrest over the past year. So less than a month after Suzanne went missing, he filed something so he could buy and sell property without her. A week later, he bought a $750,000 property in Indiana He followed up a few weeks later buying a piece of land in Salida, Colorado for $160,000 and selling Suzanne's Range Rover. Ten months after she disappeared, Barry sold the house. During those months, while he was a free man, he gave multiple interviews without a lawyer and those didn't help his case because there were small inconsistencies every time he told the story, like what she was wearing, what they ate. You know, he can't keep it straight. He said she was sober on Saturday and then changed to she was drunk and high. <laughs> and he also said some real a-hole shit, like maybe her disappearance is God's judgment of the affair.
1: Oh, I mean, come I on! I know when people
2: say dumb shit like that. Yeah
1: he gave her her judgment of the affair yeah he decided he
2: also did something extra dumb by committing voter fraud in november in the november 2020 election stop it he voted for her he submitted suzanne's ballot yeah he ended up pleading guilty to that crime and paying a six hundred dollar fine and gave the reason six hundred just wanted an extra vote for trump I mean, no fucking words. Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
1: Dude, he's a part of the problem, man. Like, what the hell? Yes. You have it on both sides. Just like, get it straight. And yeah, let's 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 all agree
2: to just play fair in elections. Yes. Okay. So he also made another dumb move in September 2021 by allegedly... Sending his girlfriend, who some people allege has actually been his mistress for a minute, a woman named Shoshana, is who I am speaking of. Miss Shoshana went to Barry's former house. Okay, so like he sold the house, right? Mm -hmm. And she took a package off the porch. Now, I get how this happens because I too have retrieved the package. Of you mine have- that was sent to a former address in my defense, though, I left the I know cameras be everywhere. you know, I left the people a note explaining I really needed my kids' school clothes from the gap. That's why I took a package, yeah, I promised it was mine. you know, and there's no harm, no foul. But I guess Shoshona and Barry did not feel like leaving a note of explanation. And so the new residents, they, they press charges on her ass. Oh
1: no okay. way. And was charges it were packaged.
2: I don't really, it doesn't, I, the article I read about it, like it doesn't really say that that, that is be. the case. I'm just kind of imagining, cause it's a pretty dumb thing to do, but, and charges were dropped two months
1: later. I think okay. probably they were like, they think that he did it. So they just, they think Barry's like, guilty. Fuck, so yeah. they're like,
2: we're going to fucking nail his ass to the wall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Shoshana got lucky. And, you know, Barry probably got his package, but it was probably kind of inconsequential because, you know, he was arrested soon after, well, soon after, um, which was close to a year since Suzanne's missing date. Mm -hmm. At the preliminary hearing, evidence was presented that he had scratches and a hand injury that was photographed by police three days post-disappearance. The pictures of the scratches aren't really bad, but, you know, it's like it's not really helping his case either. He says he got them while he was looking for Suzanne in the woods. So his arrest was in May 2021. And in September, a judge allowed him to be released on a $500,000 cash bail. In December 2021, Barry's defense attorneys complained about there being some sort of conflict of interest with the judge. And so the judge recused himself. Then in February of 2022, the case was moved to a different county, which I mean, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But then in April 2022, two weeks before the case was finally supposed to start, the state dropped their case against Barry without prejudice, meaning that they could try him at a future date if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. So Barry walked out of court a free man and has remained free ever since. Now, here's why the state dropped the case. They had planned on calling 14 expert witnesses, experts to testify about the car and the cell phone data at Experts to testify about domestic abuse, experts about the tranquilizer situation and how that would have worked out for Suzanne. And since there's no body, all of this expert testimony was a really big deal for the case. Other than the experts, they just had a couple of character witnesses to testify as to their knowledge of the state of the marriage and, you know, Barry and Suzanne's character. Well, the judge imposed sanctions on the state in the form of barring 12 of the 14 experts they were going to call. I don't think that's fair. Anyways, um, and according to the Denver Post, this was because the prosecutors are required to turn over potentially exculpatory evidence to the defense ahead of trial. But Stanley, the DA, and her team repeatedly Missed the deadlines, misrepresented evidence, and failed to turn over key information. So basically, they got in trouble for discovery violations. Yeah. Well, what you say was so discovered and violated, well, it was kind of a big deal. Prosecutors did not properly tell defense attorneys about unknown Male DNA that was found in Suzanne's vehicle. Or that that DNA profile partially matched samples from three unsolved sex assaults across the country.
1: This same so DNA? There was at least yes.
2: So there was at least partial DNA from some creep in Suzanne's car. Like that's bananas. Uh that is bananas. Yeah. Okay. Also Barry's DNA was not found on her helmet, you know, so that looks good for him and there's no blood evidence and nobody. And so that's why the state asked for the charges to be dismissed with prejudice because back in April, 2022, they said in their motion, basically that since the mean old judge sanctioned them and now they have they have to find Suzanne's body to proceed with charges. Mm-hmm. And they said that they are pretty sure they know where it is. And it's near the former Morphew home and that they would prove it. But the weather being snow has made it difficult for them at the moment. So it's like that. They left it like, okay, we're going to drop charges, but we'll see you later. Later. Very. Yeah. Okay. Well, Barry did not appreciate any of the whole ordeal. He didn't appreciate that very much at all. And so he got to talking about it with his two ride or die supportive daughters on Good Morning America. They went on Good Morning America and announced that they are suing the prosecutor's law enforcement in a civil suit for $15 million for wrongly accusing him and damaging his reputation. In the Good Morning America interview, he answers in response to like all those text messages about, you know, domestic abuse that were, you know, public knowledge now that Suzanne had sent. Um, Mm -hmm. He said, you know, about the marriage that they had gone through some really hard times since Suzanne had gone through chemo. And she only said stuff like that because she was on drugs. Those B, THC gummies, and it sounds like the drug. Those <laughs> those evil THC gummies, you know. Like I just yeah. don't like that response Barry. I just don't fucking like it. Okay, so here we are, October two thousand twenty three, with a very recent update.
1: Yes. Suzanne
2: Morpheus' body was found September twenty second.
1: Oh, on Colton's miles. birthday.
2: Speaking of, happy birthday, Colton. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Let's maybe not associate going. those two for life no, no, though. No. That's like sad. Okay. No, but Anywho. it is It is a good thing that they found her body. I think because now we can move forward with hopefully something.
2: Okay. Well, let me explain that to you. Okay. So um, it was found 45 miles South of the family home, which does not fit into the theory that the, the DA had presented previously. Mm-hmm. Suzanne's body was found in a remote area in Moffat, Colorado, referred to as the Boneyard, while authorities were looking for a missing 55-year-old woman named Edna. A 26-year-old marine's body was found there just a couple of months ago, which is also tragic mm-hmm. in, you know, addition to Miss Missing Edna. So as to whether Barry is going to have to face a jury of his peers or not is a real conundrum. I think in light of where the body was found, unless the remains show some more incriminating evidence, which is unlikely because they are three years old and they, they still don't, I don't think they have enough to charge Barry typically. And I say that even though I am not convinced he's innocent, I do think they likely will charge him as soon as they can, though, because of the 15 million dollar lawsuit. If he goes to trial again, I think the lawsuit might get thrown out. I think if he wouldn't have filed the suit, they probably would just leave it at we don't have enough to prosecute
1: because it's far Um, away from where he was. It wasn't like on his drive to where it doesn't make it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, doesn't it's possible.
2: It is possible, oh, but, you know but what? like, it doesn't make sense. He
1: could have moved her. He could have moved her at some point. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Okay. Like, so. He could have dumped I mean, her somewhere I just and then moved her.
2: Barry possibly bit himself in the foot. Like, I mean, he would have had a damaged reputation, but he, you know, he'd still be free and he still has a damaged reputation,
1: oh, right? Oh, man.
2: I think now there's like zero chance they're not going to eventually charge him. You know, the issue is whether the sanctions imposed on the state would carry over onto a new trial. Like, so now that they have a body, can they have their experts back? Mm -hmm. I read some various lawyers opinions and nobody agrees on that. And so I, to be honest, I don't really know. We'll just have to wait and see. I am very sorry that the daughters have to continue this nightmare for the time being. I hope they eventually get some peace and whoever is responsible for Suzanne's murder gets some justice. And lastly, while looking up statistics of missing persons and bodies found, I learned that approximately 600,000 people get reported missing every year in the United States. Mm -hmm. And that is why we do so many cases where it's like they tried to tell police and police are like, Yeah, she'll be back, right? 600,000 is a lot. Majority of those people are found. But approximately 23,000 people remain missing. And there is a disproportionate amount of people of color in that group. So I say, please keep sending us suggestions. We appreciate all of them, but we would really appreciate those that involve groups of people that don't typically get their stories told that, you know, deserve to. Yeah,
1: that is true. I'm actually doing a missing person's case, the next um, crime also. And it's one that you probably have heard of, but there's an update. So stay tuned for that next Monday. Also again, wait. Yeah. So also again, if you want to hear my juicy story on thursday subscribe right now if you are on apple uh, to our clink clink club or our bonus on spotify or patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime and we also don't forget your amazing skincare okay. at fivecrimes.com also you guys listen up we're giving a discount for that 25% off if you use Disco 25 capital D-I-S-C-O 25 and please follow us on all of our social media platforms we have five Crimes beauty with the number five we have housewives of true crime and then if you really want to get deep dark and secretive and not know not have any of your people know, go to our Facebook group. It's called Housewives of True Crime Group. And I think that's all for today. We hope you have a super duper week and uh, we'll catch you on Thursday or next Monday. Clink, clink.